All right, go quick. I got 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Just hurry up. Levy Media. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is an Emmy-nominated writer, producer, actor, and the genius. Bass. Bass. I like him. If I ever miss a show, I could just bring my man Bass. <laughs> you know, cover his face up and just rock the mic. And today we welcome Dan Levy oh, to shit. the hot seat. Here is Dan Levy. Dan Levy. Dan Levy. Hey! Did you just curse during the intro? That's a first. Just realized that I got to move my car. What's up, Dan? Mark Carvin. Welcome to the Levy Cast. It's been a long time. I have not missed you, but I'm glad to be here. Oh, I miss you. That's so sweet. How, do, how does Mark Carvin get too big for Dan Levy? Can we add, let, let's let's settle this once and for all. Why no, does Mark I, Carvin I, get I the big lying. time I Dan Levy? I missed you to the end of the earth. I apologize for my sarcasm. I it, 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 I was avoiding some pain. It, it's been painful to not be on the levee cast. He comes out that? swinging. I come out huggy. I, I'm I'm like a I'm a puppy in a room full of adults with with treats in their pockets. I'm saying hello to everybody, buddy. I've seen you come out swinging a zillion times. Let's not let's not lie to the public. I'm not swinging at you. I am I am here because I enjoy. And oh. Marky, do we have another Marky on the on the horn? What's up? Yes, I got you, and I got Carm. Whoa! What up, Marco? What's up, Mark Carmen? How are you, buddy? Good, Mark Grody. What are we talking about today, Dan? Chop chop, Scotty Pippen <laughs> from Central what? Arkansas. Well, I guess, I mean, that's like a big thing for us. I don't know if you're listening from anywhere else around the country. I actually get people that listen to this podcast all around the world, Mark Grody, believe it or not. All around the world, 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 world. One percent of the people that listen is from the Ukraine. As I digress, in here in the States, and particularly in Chicago, Scotty Pippen came out with a new book called Unguarded, where he's pretty much talking trash about Michael Jordan, saying that the last dance... Made him and the supporting cast to be props. It was all about MJ. MJ got paid. He didn't. And in some interviews, Mark Carvin, he wants to be known, Scotty Pippen, as the greatest of all time. The name of the book should be Drunk, My Bitter Story of My Incredible Life. That's what he should rename the book to. This is just pathetic. It's sad. It's delusional. It's horrible. Um, Scotty, just want to let you know, as somebody who always appreciated the way Dan introduced you, the number two guy in the Bulls introductions, six, seven, forward out of Central Arkansas. You're still in the family for me, buddy. But uh, you just torched your relationship with MJ. And why you would ever do such a thing is beyond me complete moronic maneuver and i hate you for it but uh you know whenever you want to apologize or show back up at chicago i i still will cheer your sorry ass <laughs> mark grody what do you let's, let's get a hot sports take from mark grody scotty that, pippen first of all, go first of, first of all that was one of the funniest responses i've ever heard uh from the carbo i'm a little bit under the belief it's been rehearsed but i liked it i liked it a lot no, no, i mean he's basically saying pippin you're being a dick but i still love you i will never turn my back 
it's the hot take with a caveat. I love that. Still love uh, Mark Mark Carvin. It's funny because when I watch like TV shows like Stephen A. Smith, he usually does the buttering up first and then slams. Mark Carvin did the complete opposite. He slammed and then said, "But I love you." Yeah. Pippin is he's Fredo, dude. He's 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 Fredo. He's getting whacked in the car. Okay. Well, okay. I I actually have a different take on all this because I'm actually happy for Scottie Pippen because what he is getting now is something that all of us in life long for at certain times, and that's closure. Scottie Pippen, like, for whatever reason, and we can all dissect his reasoning and we can rip his reasoning and tell him to stop doing it because we just want to imagine the 90s Bulls the way we want to imagine them. But Scottie Pippen, for whatever reason, needed this he needed to come out and and get his due that he's been keeping covered up and and locked in his his soul for all these years so i actually feel happy for any human being when they can get closure on something that has been bothering them there apparently uh for i mean how many years would that be guys that's that's 30 years basically that scotty pippen has been keeping this stuff inside and now he has a chance to get closure with himself, and he doesn't give a shit about what about standing ovations at the United Center and going back and and reliving those great moments. And, and you know, Carm said it right, man. Look, no matter what, there's there's a lot of Carms out there. Scotty Pippen walks back into the United Center. You think that guy's ever to get booed? I think it's mixture. I think mixture. Huh? I think it's going to be a mixture from here on out. Ah, that's ludicrous, Dan. You're wrong. I, I, well, there's only one way to find out if he ever shows up again. I guess that's the only way to actually I prove 100% that. I percent believe that if Scotty Pippen walks into the United Center, he will, he will get unconditional love from the nineteen to twenty thousand people that are at the United. I'll Center. put a Krispy Kreme donut on that one and say you're false. I will say right now, everything he's doing right now, there's all people coming out and saying, "How could you? MJ is the greatest of all time. How can oh, you disrupt sure. it?" For for twenty four hours that that's going on, and then it'll go away. It'll go away. What I'd, I'd say by after Thanksgiving, nobody gives a shit. Well, I'm with you. I'm with Marco on that one. If he showed up tomorrow, there'd be some booze. But by the time he gets there, you you may hear like a couple of cat calls, Levy in the three hundred level. But that'll be it. Listen, uh, Levy would be booing Scottie Pippen no matter what happens because I've had a few run-ins with him, and he's not nice. So I I'll, I'll boo that guy for the uh, the length of his career. First of all. I've never been a fan of him. For somebody who's not from Chicago, nobody likes Scottie Pippen anywhere else but in Chicago. Like Nobody ever wanted to read a book that was written by Robin instead of Batman. And there's a reason why Michael Jordan's referred to as Superman and Scottie Pippen is referred to as No Tippin' Pippin because he's an asshole. He's not nice. He's not a nice guy. There is Neither no story Jordan. of him. Uh, they Jordan. already they told the story of him on on the last dance and he said when they uh, when they asked him about that that Tony Kukoc call, he would have done it again. He had his chance to say what he was going to do or what he didn't do. And he can't yeah. oh, Michael Jordan shouldn't have commented on that 94 team. What came out of that 94 team was the next year when Scotty Pippen was pointing at his shoes saying, Michael, come back or Michael, I'm going to get to the Hall of Fame. Why don't you go represent me? Even though he just said before his idol growing up was Dr. J. He could have had Dr. J up there, but he had Michael Jordan. And he even said in the last dance, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. And then he goes, and now he needs the money. We're selling books now. So we're going to crush MJ. And you guys are going, but I still love him. He's still a great guy. That doesn't make sense to me. 
I never said he was a great guy. He was a great player, Dan. And, and if and if you, as a, a self-proclaimed outsider of Chicago, um, you just don't get it, I guess. Because uh, <laughs> the Pip, the, the Pip, like, no matter what he's done, he's still a great player. Like He was. And, and he was I'm a phenomenal saying, player. One of the greatest of all time. I'm, I'm not arguing yeah. with him. But to say that, you know, Michael Jordan has always referred to him as a supporting cast and that's bothered him, I mean... He's gone on the record by saying Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. So how are we supposed to refer to him as an equal? Listen, I, I will defend Jordan on every single thing that's ever happened with Jordan. However, <laughs> the, 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 the my supporting cast thing ain't great. My supporting cast, eh, it's a little on the high arrogant side, let's be honest. Uh, but that, you know, took a leg of its own back in the day. Dan, what you're missing that Mark's underlining is if you grew up here and you were a diehard Bulls fan, he can do no wrong. Big, you, you, he can you, do no you, wrong is what you're saying. Scotty Pippen nah, can take all the yeah, shots he wants. He could not tip anybody, which I know Mark Carmen, service industry Mark Carmen loves to tip, loves loves the service people. You can do whatever you want, but even even though even call Michael Jordan out, but give it a couple of weeks, it'll be all right. Look, Horace Grant was carried off the United Center floor by Shaquille O'Neal after they beat the Bulls, and he screamed at everyone. I love Horace. I wish, you know, I don't, I don't begrudge him for it. That, like, in sports terms, that was actually more painful. The guy just stuck it to us, um, and he had a handshake deal with Ryan Storm. Scotty's just being a complete uh, uh, say it say ass it. wipe. Um, say but, it, but own it. To Mark's point. Um, you know, whatever, maybe did he, he, I think he's like trying to find out well, how much power do I have here? How much, how much can I, how much attention can I garner for myself? And yeah, this is kind of a messed up way to do it. I, and, and you know, I, this, the other part of it is like, you can't listen to anything he says. One second ago, I, like I, I had him on a couple podcasts because he was promoting something, whatever the hell he was trying to sell. And he's like, the last dance will mean nothing for me and Michael. Our relationship will always be the same. And then he sits down with Michael Strahan. He's like, yeah, he, that, we were never best friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the fuck? Which one was it, dude? Well, here it, it's funny because Dave, Dave Chappelle's comedy, he, he is one of his better jokes was he never understood how powerful and famous a president was until a girl like Monica Lewinsky can blow the president and then she becomes famous. Scotty Pippen, this book is only famous because he's talking about Michael Jordan. Nobody tuned into the last dance to get the real backstory of Steve Kerr or Judd Bushler. Nobody cares about John Paxson and around the country Right now, they do care about Jordan, but it's not as much as we do in Chicago. Scotty Pippen, nah. Does anybody oh, really care I that he came from boy. a? Does anybody really care that he came from Hamburg, Arkansas? Nah, not really. Do we care about what Michael Jordan was doing in baseball over Scotty Pippen? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I think that the I think you're underestimating the rest of the country. I think the country that was a perfect time. For everybody to be into everything about the Bulls in the 90s because we didn't have the internet reach and there wasn't all the other possibilities of things to watch and things weren't so truncated and and sectioned off. Everybody sat down and watched every second of the Bulls. That's why when the Jordan documentary came out, 
not only was there a pandemic that kept everybody glued to it, but everybody loved every second of that. It wasn't just the Jordan stuff. It's the Kerr stuff. It's the Tony Kukoc stuff. It's the Bill Cartwright stuff. It's the it's the Dennis Rodman stuff. People get off on the, like the 90s Bulls are still like this cultural icon that everybody wants more and more and more. Why do you think Pippen's been on? Like he hasn't been on the, the local stations. He's been on the national stations. He's because he's talking the- about who? Would we care if he was just talking about his time with the Bulls? And no. you just referred to it as the Michael Jordan documentary. So obviously, we all watch it for MJ. Would you watch that yeah. documentary if they said, you know what? This is going to be about the Bulls, and we're going to forget about number 23? Dan, it's like Seinfeld. Yes, yeah, Seinfeld was the star of it, but everybody wants to know what that wacky Kramer is doing. And, oh, what's George up to this week? And who's Elaine going on a wacky date with? Like, of course, it centers on Jordan, but all the other characters are huge, too. And some people even like the other characters better than the main actor. I'll say I'll say I'll I'll say that I'll say that take was it's not bad. It's not a bad take. (laughs) (laughs) It's not bad. Carmo, you into Elaine? I love Elaine. Still love Elaine. So adorable. She I mean, I, is awesome. She, I liked her too. And I'd like to see a Carmel Lane date. How would that go, Levy? It'd be pretty neuro- It would be as if Elaine went on a date with Costanza. Pretty much the exact same. <laughs> there's a lot of Costanzaisms in a Mark Carmen. More successful, but there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of neurosis that is pretty shared by the two. Do we go appetizer or dessert? We got to pick one. I don't know. I, I had tuna for lunch. I'm not sure we're gonna do it again. I don't have time. I gotta play tennis with George Hoffman. What right, Mark Carmen? Right. If you were to get a shot, all, if you were to get a shot at Elaine, what would be the go-to move for that that date? First of all, Elaine is married, and uh, her son played at Northwestern. So I, I just want to, you know, Charlie Hall was a stud, and 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 I and Elaine and me, unfortunately, are going to be two ships passing in the night. But I do think she would have loved me, and I take severe offense. To be basically characterized as Dan Dorfman <laughs> by you guys. In the, in, in, in the way no, 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 no. Dan, the, the, Costanza has entertainment value. You have entertainment value. That's why we place it on you. No, Dorfman has entertainment value. That guy's fascinatingly entertaining. Nobody, big nobody keeps on a bus like Dorf. Hey, can you pack in the Dorf right now, Levy, or is that too much work? You want me to, you want me to, pal, you want me to call the Dorfman? Yeah, patch him in. Can you do that without interrupting this uh, fine podcast? Because I think this is the moment for it. All right, hang on. We got to find them. Because right now, if anybody is listening to this podcast, they're like, who's the nope. door? All right, so we're going to ask Dorfman what it, his date would be like with Elaine. Hold on, stretch it out. Let me get the Dorfman on. You boys let, stretch. Let, Give me a second. All right, All right, Marco, do you think that he will own that he was attracted to Elaine? Or do you think he'll say something like, eh, she was okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The latter, for sure. I'm trying sure. to think of though who what did Dorf what does he watch? He watches um his favorite sitcom is oh god, what is it? Something it's, on uh, channel eleven? No, no, no. Well, yeah, but no, actually he loves everybody loves Raymond, but I don't know any of the characters on that show. Like who's the who's the wife on Everybody Loves Raymond? So uh, I, you you got me, but so Dorf's going to come out and say he never really liked Seinfeld probably because it's, it's too much like him, the neuroses or something. (laughs) 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 uh, That'd be so disappointing. I, what did you, did you, hang on, hang on. Let me see if we got the Dorfman on. Okay. Hold on. 
No, I didn't, by the way, Carm. I don't know. I wasn't into Elaine. I think you it was know? the hair. Nah, she's yeah, pretty hot, though. Daniel? Right. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Daniel, you hey, are Dan. on the Levy cast with Mark Carvin and Mark Grotti. Oh. Boy, I'm honored. Okay, how are you guys doing? Welcome yeah, to yeah. welcome to the big leagues, buddy. Yeah. Dan, let me ask you a question. Would you go out on a date and potentially have sex with Elaine from Seinfeld? Oh, yeah, she's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes! Nice. Dan, your best moment ever. I freaking love you. The uh, penis works with this one. Way to go. Way to go. Very well uh, done. Very well done. Well, it's not often we have all three of you guys on here that we often text each other. And there was something I did want to bring up with all of you guys. And the one part I do love about our text messaging thread is that we all race to announce when a celebrity has died. And I don't know why, but that is one of my favorite parts about life right now. (laughs) I love to beat all of you guys when there's a dead celebrity. And in fact, if somebody beats me to it, I then start to hate that celebrity. Right. Okay. So, so you, so our latest one being Dean Stockwell. So you now hate Dean Stockwell. Now I can't watch quantum leap anymore, which was one of my favorite shows. Oh, okay. I still don't give a shit. <laughs> Daniel, another reason that we were talking before this came on. What is your take on the Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan? Um, I you know it's funny because I've been going back to the nineteen ninety seven ninety eight season, and I was thinking by then I was really getting sick of all of these people, you know, and that you know and from Kraus <laughs> to Jackson to Pippen to Jordan. I mean, you love the basketball, you love the championship. But God, these people were a pain in the butt. And I think we're being reminded of that all these years later, how much of a pain in the butt these people were, you know, so. Well, I was never, like I said, I was never around during the actual heyday of the Bulls. And I did, we did, my brother and I did go scalping for tickets, but all my instances in and around Scottie Pippen later in life has been horrible. From the time that he cursed me out of the press conference, my first job when I got to Chicago was working at Nike Town and my first Part of the job was Scotty Pippen had been in there an hour before I did, and the entire fourth floor was all the shoes. Apparently, him and his, and his I think a couple of his buddies or in-laws, they decided to take all the shoes out on the fourth floor, take a look around. They were allowed to take any shoe they wanted for free, and they all said no and walked out. So my job, along with six other newcomers, we had to spend four hours putting the shoes back, and I remember going, this guy sucks. I hate Scotty yeah. Pippen. Why you keep talking about those shoes? Why you keep talking about those yeah. shoes? Uh, all, all I want to hear is when he cursed you out in the press conference. Please tell that story. All yes. right. So one of the first jobs I ever had was with Q101 was to go to the Bulls media day when Scotty Pippen came back for like that one last year. And I got there late because I didn't know that I was they didn't give they didn't actually grant me the press pass until about an hour before media day. <laughs> and I was living downtown and to get from downtown to Deerfield, uh, it took me a little bit. So I got there. He was already I wanted, by the time I got there, he was at the end of speaking at the podium. And when I don't know if anybody else has ever been to a media day, but it's pretty much set up in stations where they do the podium. Then they go over to like 
Comcast Sportsnet or NBC Sports, and they do their interview with those guys, and then they take the team photos, and they do all the the media stuff. Pretty much the media gets a field day with these guys. But in between those, you can usually stop some of these guys and have a conversation with them if they want to. So he got done. He starts walking around. He's right next to me, and I go, hey, Scotty, I just missed you up there. Is there a chance I can just get you for a couple minutes? The guy looked me up and down. He goes, did you just fucking hear me up there talking with everybody? I already fucking said everything I needed to fucking say. And then two seconds later, Stephen Bardo and Ryan Baker came over. And he's like, yo, what's up, fellas? And then they started asking him questions right then and there. He started answering it. Hey, Dan, how many times have you in your life been either rejected for a press pass or had a press pass that only allowed you to go so far? It only happened yeah. once, and that was at the end with the White Sox. That was when they started uh, cribbing everything. They restricted yeah. your press. They restricted like, it. I was only allowed to get Ozzy Guillen audio at one point. I was like, all right, that's, you know, for a guy like me who was getting paid to, to, to book players and stuff, I was like, this isn't worth it for me anymore. Do you, are you guys familiar with what's going on with the Bulls right now to me and David Schuster? Wait Schuster a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But you're you're still out in the locker rooms, right? There are no locker rooms, Dan. There's this thing called a pandemic and COVID. Oh, so they're not they're not allowing you guys, so you can't even talk to players anymore. No. You, no, no, you can't. You're you can be on the court before the game. You can, you know, there you're you can be in the tunnel. You can have you can you can uh you, know, you can eat in the in the in the standard room, but the only access is, you know, um it, for the press conference is, uh, you know, in, the, in that room. You, I guess you could be on Zoom and ask a question, but that's not really how it goes. Wait, Nobody's... how angry is David Schuster? I, <laughs> I, I, I don't exactly know. No, Mark Rody, aren't, isn't there like a tier one and tier two with the Bears? I mean, when I was up there in August, that, it seems like there was a – were there two levels of access for the Bears? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's still, still two levels and, uh, you oh. know – I am fortunate enough to be allowed in tier one, uh, but yeah, no, there's definitely there's definitely a limit on how many people they allow at Hallis Hall too. I got to tell I'm you though, I hated being in the actual press conference with those guys because everybody just asked the worst, most boring questions. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that you guys were getting cut off of locker room access, what's the point of even going to the games anymore? Right, and I mean, I the same thing with the communication. That I mean, you know, afterward. I mean, I, I love it when Ozzy Gian points out on the, on the occasionally Mark Harmon hosted uh, NBC Sports Nation how, how stupid the questions are. Hang on, fellas. Uh, hang on, hang on. David Schuster, very, are you with us? I am, but I can hardly hear you guys, unfortunately. Welcome to Get the Levy Cast. What's up, guys? All right, we got hey, Mark David. Carmen, we got Mark Grody, we got Dan Dorfman, and it sounds like you and Carmen are tier two in a Bulls locker room. What is going on? Uh, it doesn't make a difference to me. Tier one, tier two. It doesn't, you know, the way the way the pandemic is uh, has been, it really doesn't make a difference. Honestly, you get your job done, and my ego is long, long past caring about stuff like that. So it really doesn't make a difference. So wait, Schuster, are you saying who cares? 
Yes, <laughs> I think David Schuster perfected the art of getting the perfect 16-second soundbite from athletes. He did. Offer. He is so many times as people have asked questions and players obviously don't want to listen to anybody else. And David Schuster always asks the one question that gets them to talk for just the right amount of time for me to cut off the audio. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of my claims to fame or shame, take your pick. You know, actually, I've run into so many TV producers over the years who, and even Mark Greco came up to me and said, you know what, David, one of the things that I've always appreciated about you is that it was your questions that turned into my sound bites that I was able to turn around on the air. So, you know, if that's what I'm known for, God bless. Well, you're just one little piece of the onion that we get to peel back a layer, and that's that's I like that we get to share you now. So their loss is our gain, buddy. Oh, I'm happy to be with you guys. I miss you. Who's buying dinner next time we all go out? Daniel Dorfman. Yeah, He's here me. too. I, Dorfman, I am. Okay. Dorfman. Yeah. Yeah. I got a question though for David Schuster because we were talking about Scotty Pippen beforehand, and and we all know we love our sports history, or I love my sports history, but isn't something that's kind of forgotten? about the 93-94 year where Michael's gone. And we all remember the 1.8 second thing. But in that year where Scotty is obviously the star of the team, didn't he repeatedly make an ass out of himself that year? <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, it wasn't there like he was picked up on a gun charge. Didn't he like call the fans racist at one point? Didn't that all happen? And then leading up to the 1.8 second thing in the game against the Knicks? You know, I guess I'll add to that one because I was there. Um, <laughs> and, and I guess I, I could wrap it up this way. Yes, I mean, Scotty, Scotty stuck his foot in his mouth numerous times and made an right. ass of him numerous times. Scotty was a great basketball player. Right. Definitely deserving of the top 50, top 75, whatever list you want to put him on. Batman to uh, or Robin to Michael's Batman, yada, yada, yada. But. You know, uh, Scotty could be a real pain in the ass and to the media as well. It's ironic. We were talking about this with a couple of people last night, you know, because obviously his book has come out and he's taken pot shots. And yeah, you know, he could be really standoffish at times. He was known as the best teammate. You know, I guess he was close with all those guys and they'll right. speak up. But honestly, he was an ass at, at times to be in. And, and, and now, unfortunately, I don't understand. I mean, yeah, he's selling a book and he'll make some money off it, but I think he's going to, in the long run, lose money because anybody who is going to probably use him as a sponsor uh, going yeah. forward, I think I think he lost that. And, you know, he's had a tough year, no debate. I mean, he lost a child out of wedlock uh, within the last year. He went through a divorce, which I'm sure cost him a lot of money. And, you know, he, he lost his ambassadorship with the Bulls um, and that, that was a lot of money, too. So, you know, I really don't want to try and get into his head. He was a great basketball player, but at times he was a real pain in the ass. You know what it is about the Pippen? He's just not smart with business dealings. Like, even going back to, like, his signing the contract that he signed. Right, And then right. Now, now, like, blowing an opportunity to be, like, the most beloved guy in Chicago and sitting there front row and smiling for the camera. And just like, and when he came back to the Bulls, and then he left the Bulls again, like he's just not his business sense is just not there, like for other players. Yeah. And shoot, David underlined something that I don't think has been talked about enough. Yeah. Which look, he was he was on ESPN. He said yep. some things about a terrible Bulls basketball team that really should not have been that big of a deal. 
but it was a big, and he probably shouldn't have said it, but it shouldn't have been a big deal, but it was enough that he lost his ambassadorship, which I I think hurt him both financially. And I think he's just pissed at the organization. I think that's a, I think that's at least a good slice of what's going on too. That hasn't been mentioned. And I think he sat around the pandemic drinking a lot of his own bourbon and went, you know what? I'm going to burn the, I'm going to burn the house down. Let's do it. Let's write the book. Let's do it all. He did, Danny. Um, and, you know, I guess in the book, we saw one of the excerpts that he took some pot shots at, at PAX. Um, and that was really uncalled for also. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it just wasn't worth him writing this book. I mean, you want to write a book and, 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 and couch it in certain ways, that's fine. But to tear everything and burn everything down, like you guys just said, it, it's it's going to come back and it's going to bite him more than it helps him. It just will. It's the Hail Mary. It's the Hail Mary. This is my last shot of making some real money. It's my last shot of making some real money off the Jordan name. And that's, like I said, it's not as if he's writing a book about the Bulls. It's 90% of it is against Michael Jordan. At least that's what's allowed him to make headlines. So I think that's the part, like you said, I just think he's a bad person. I've, I've been around hey, him a Schuster. lot. He's not a nice guy. Hey, Schuster, Schuster yes. don't you think, though, that when Pippen, if he does, like let's say in three or four years, he shows up at another Bulls game. Don't you think he still gets that uh, total and complete blanket of love from the United Center crowd, no matter what the hell he's saying right now? I wouldn't say complete because there's always a sect of people, Mark, that will remember the negative as opposed to the positive. Right. I mean, Thank you very much, David Schuster. Do we have, do we have money on that one? We, I, I tried to put a Krispy Kreme on it, but Mark wouldn't allow me to do it. <laughs> I, I fully believe that if, if Scotty Pippen was to go to the United Center, uh, let's just say Friday night, he would get, he would still be just as loved. Is that because? Because there's nothing more beloved in this city than the '90s Bulls. You would, there, you would hear, you would hear some chanting, you would hear some Bulls, and then you would hear people chanting Jordan. That's what would happen. Well, and, well, unless, I mean, unless we, we Pippen says the fans are bull, if he takes a shot at the, that's the only way Pippen would get canceled by Bulls fans if he took some blatant shot at the fans. Otherwise, I totally believe that, except for Dan Levy and maybe David Schuster, uh, yeah. everybody would be in love with him. You know what? You know what, Mark? And I'm not going to get too political here, but th- this country is so divided on so many things. There's always going to be negative Nellies, and, and people will come out of the woodworks to boo him as well. That's just the fact. Well, you can label me a negative Nelly all day long. I would be chanting Jordan. I don't like Scotty Pippen, and I'm sorry. The rest of the country really doesn't care about Scotty Pippen, except for the fact that he's putting on Michael Jordan's name. It's not as if he's going around to all these places selling bourbon. I'm, the only reason why yeah. he is there, the only yeah. reason why this is a discussion, is because he's talking about the greatest of all time. He's yeah. talking about well, why, the only person that people still that? care about. Why do you? Why do you keep saying the whole country doesn't care about him when he keeps showing up on Nash on Good Morning America? Because he's talking because he is talking about Michael Jordan. If he was just if he just came out of the book and all he was talking about was the actual fermentation that went into his bourbon. Do you think anybody's buying that book, Mark Grody? No. You think if Michael Jordan went on national TV and talked about the fermentation of his tequila and how it reminded him of how he won a gold medal? I would I would I would, I would buy that book. I'm not buying Scotty Pippen's book. I have a lot book. of respect for his process of distilling liquor, okay? Here here this is what Scotty Pippen's book would be if it had no Michael Jordan in it. Danny, Danny, Nothing. Danny, can I switch subjects here real uh, quick? I would love it. 
I was thinking about you yesterday when I saw that Bob Murray had resigned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fun, the, we laugh about it, but there was another person on that elevator when it happened, and it was David Schuster was there. <laughs> He might have been tanked that day, too, to be honest with you. And the yeah. story, for those that don't know it, there's a Blackhawks game <laughs> that I put in quotation marks that I covered. I was just there, and I was in the press box, and when the Blackhawks, usually when in hockey, when as soon as the Blackhawks are over, everybody, well, before the pandemic, would rush downstairs because the media session was almost instant. So you had to watch the game, and then we'd get in an elevator and go seven floors down to the basement and do it. So it happened to be they were playing the Ducks, and they won in overtime, and we all bum-rushed the elevator. I apparently was the first one in there. I don't know how. But as we're coming down that elevator, we're all just minding our own business. The elevator opens up. Everybody starts walking out. This older fella turns around about face to me and says, if you ever cut in front of me again, I will break every fucking bone in your body. And I looked at Schuster. I looked at Chris Cook and I go, who the hell is this guy? And everybody started laughing. He got all angry. And then they were like, that was Bob Murray. He was the next Blackhawk. I can't believe he threatened you. And I was like, I was a little scared, man. The look on his face was, was one of the scariest looks I've ever received from another human being. And I'm married. Yeah. It was a scary moment. But I mean, honestly, I'll never forget that day, Danny. I'll never forget. He was such a hothead for nothing. And, you know, now that you read, now that you read some of the stories about what's unfortunately happened with him over the last, spate of time it all sort of makes sense to be honest with you hey i still don't understand what caused i mean he had that look in his eyes like in teen wolf when he wants that keg of beer and his eyes turned red there was a look on him like oh my god this guy actually means it i may actually die tonight yeah he was crazy Dan, did you just quote teen wolf is that what just happened Mark, <laughs> i'm gonna make people google that 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 scene that that scene scared me to this day so relatable i want a keg of beer now all right well guys and michael j fox movies schuster go oh my god hollywood is one of my favorite michael j fox is a classic movie i agree with you the great american president obviously all the back to the future movies well not all of them but certainly the first two are really good uh secret to my success is another one of my favorites hey hey let schuster talk he's the movie guy yeah this is my fucking podcast i'll I'll sway this one whether i like it or not This is Levy cast, not 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 Grody cast. I like, I like Schuster. Give it a time. Hey, well, oh, David Schuster and Dan Dorfman and Mark Grody and Mark Carvin, thanks for coming on Spur of the oh, Moment. I, I just wanted to put I, on a podcast. Come on, I want I to read Scotty one other Scotty Pippen story about how we get. It, it, oh God. Okay, <laughs> it's a, it's very similar to yours. And we um, when I first started working for Pioneer Press in June of 1998, our office was on. Um, <laughs> Was on uh, Waukegan Road, just north of where actually where the Birdo Center was. And anyway, so he comes in there, and there's so he was meeting with something called Orrin Pacal. It was like a whole design firm, and I just everybody else was parked in the parking lot, but Scotty Pippen with license plates of the Pip, and it, you know, parks his uh, what his state of the art van at the time in the driveway. 
where you know you're where you weren't supposed to park, but Scotty Pippen you know, parks in the driveway. I just thought that was kind of, you know, shows you how, how big of an ego You, you lost me at Pioneer Press. I, I got okay. to tell you, during that story, I was answering an email, so we're good. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Levy Cast. Dan, David Schuster, you're doing a lot of podcasts. What are you on these days? Where can people find you? Oh, I'm on Peyote. Ah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Mark Carvin, fan sighted, give it to me. <laughs> no one's listening to this podcast. I don't need to promote anything. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Mark Grody, where can they hear you? Hey, Dan. I'm on the fuck. I'm on the score. Just, you know, you can find me on the score. Hey, Dan, Danny, I have one last story if you want. Oh, uh, give it to me, Schuster. Give me, right. give me a good one to send this one out. All right. It's a Pippin uh, score story, ironically. It was the day of his retirement. We're at the Birdo Center, and, you know, my job back then was always to get somebody on the air, and I did. I got Pippin on the air, and I don't know who was doing the show, honestly. My senility doesn't allow me to remember. It might have been North. I don't remember. But anyway, whoever asked the first question, instead of it being a softball question to ease (laughs) into it, the question was, what about that 1.8 seconds? So Pippin looks at the phone. He looks at me. He throws the phone at me. Oh, my God. He throws the phone at me. So obviously he didn't want to do the rest of the interview. To his credit, he did apologize to me, I think, the next day, if I remember correctly. So he didn't, you know, it was basically killing the messenger at that point. But there's, you know, you asked earlier on about asking questions. There's a cardinal rule. You want to get into it? That's fine. Just softball it with one stupid yep, question, yep, and you can get yep. into it. It's All decent. Right. And I would, I would be very upset with myself if I did not ask you for your best Michael Jordan story. Oh, my best MJ story? Uh, well, actually, it's, uh, it's, it's with um, – this is long after he retired. Um, he opened up a restaurant in Lombard. I think it's still there, if I'm not mistaken. And I was invited to it. Um, and my daughter was living out in that neck of the woods. So I brought her to the opening of the restaurant and, you know, everybody had a meet and greet with Michael, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, uh, you had to wait in line. So, you know, my daughter and I are waiting in line. I go, well, you know, he'll know me. And she goes, nah, he ain't going to know you. I go, yeah, yeah. He'll remember me. So we finally get to the front of the line and, and he does remember me. And, and I go, Michael, this is my daughter, yada, yada. And so she's, you know, sort of in awe that, you know, Michael Jordan remembers who I am. And he turns to me and he goes, yeah, yeah. Your father was the one who asked good questions as opposed to some of the idiot questions from the TV people who used to ask me all the time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's oh, amazing. I knew that's who he one. was referring to, but I didn't really want to say. Right. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's exactly what Joakim Noah would say about my questions. Yes. uh, I'm pretty sure I threw a couple his way, too, that he didn't appreciate. But, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. uh, Carmen, Grody, Dorfman, Schuster, thank you. See you, guys. Love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.